Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Destination Debbie is proud to bring to you its Dynasty Tag Team Champions of the World, the McNutted Michael Crystal, the ATM Adam McFerrin, the 4D Chess Podcast. And of course, if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you. Everybody, we got another edition of the 4D Chess Dynasty podcast coming at you. And as always, I'm joined by my buddy, my good friend Adams in the building. How are we doing tonight, Adam? Mike, I'm doing well. This is this is becoming a very fun thing for me every week. Episode 23. Can't believe we're at episode 23. And this one, much like Michael Jordan, LeBron, the big number 23, we have one of the goats in the space as a guest. Mike, who do we have here? Yeah, let's not let's not waste any time. Let's not waste his time. Bob Lung is here to talk to us about the Fantasy Expo and his consistency guide. So incredibly blessed that Bob join us. How are we doing tonight, Bob? I'm doing great. And I think you mean by goat that I'm as old as Tom Brady. So actually I'm much <laughs> older than Tom Brady. So that makes me an elder goat, I guess. I don't know how that works, but no, thank you guys for having me. Uh, first time on, and uh, honored to be here. Honored to be number twenty-three uh, from our for our boy LeBron from Northeast Ohio. Since Adam is an Akron guy, I see he's got his Cavs shirt on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the Expo. I know you guys are coming this year. Uh, super excited for that. Um, got lots of people coming this year, and uh, we'll get into that uh, whenever you're ready. Yeah. It's funny how this kind of came about and how we got you on here organically. Twitter actually did something good for a change. <laughs> Networking, <laughs> do that. Uh, reached out and hey, we got you on. And the expo is something that I know Adam and I are extremely excited to attend this year. Uh, this being our first year in the space, getting to meet everybody, getting to meet each other in person. We've only seen each other on video <laughs> through text message, but we've never. Lot. We've never got to dap up, give a hug. I've never got to punch him in the face or anything like that for an argument. So at least August, August 12th, right? We get to hit that up and get, get it going. 
All right, Bob, tell the people out there, how did the expo come about? How did this whole thing start where now we're going to get some of the biggest degenerates in the fantasy football space all together for a weekend in Canton, Ohio, of all places? The well, Canton, Ohio, of, of course, is the perfect place because yes. that's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, so why would you not want to have it there, right? Everybody's like, we should have this in Vegas. Well, yeah, we could, but it's horribly expensive. And it's very far to drive and fly. And why not have everybody come to Canton, which is like, I think, there was some stat at one point that there's like how many hundreds of tens of millions of whatever people that are within like a six hour radius of Canton, Ohio. And um, so, you know, again, I've born and raised here uh, all my life. And so, you know, I grew up with the hall of fame. Uh, my dad and grandparents would take me to the hall of fame game when I'm you know eight years old. And, you know, I remember the first, uh, first time I was at a game and, um, they actually had a lightning storm coming through. And back then that stadium was a high school stadium um, used for a fo- for a pro football game. So all this, all the uh, benches were metal. So they just canceled it in the third quarter and sent everybody home. Cause it's a uh-huh. thing. no big deal. And so, uh, you know, needless to say, um, you know, it was a two day event for years. Everything was done in two days. And now it's a five-day spectacle with concerts and, you know, the enshrinement on national television, the gold jackets on national television. And, um, and I've been a driver for 32 years, so I've really watched it grown even more and have been on the inside of this. And um, so it kind of inspired me as I got into the fantasy world of, you know, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm right here in this perfect place to have fantasy events and bring people together. And, um, and it just really, you know, I kept kind of needling the hall of fame people for, I I think I told you guys like 10 years ago, Hey guys, you know, we really should do something. And, you know, I know a lot of people in the industry, I guess they just didn't believe that I did, but that's fine. Um, Because why would some little kid from, you know, Canton, Ohio know everybody in the fantasy football industry? (laughs) We only have the internet. How could that happen? Um, And so, you know, 2018 was where this all started to come to fruition because I had in my mind what the weekend would look like. We'd have this huge draft on Saturday, the best of the best, you know, live in Canton, Ohio. And then I could be in it too. Um, And then, you know, have like an expo on Sunday where we had like panel discussions and trade show booths and, you know, all this kind of school stuff. And then, you know, just like the hall of fame weekend, lots of parties, just, we don't even need an excuse for it. We're just throwing parties. And that's what they do Hall of Fame weekend, too. So uh, 2018, um, I I used to play fantasy baseball and fantasy baseball for years had two things called the Tout Wars and Labor. And both of them were the best of the best uh, fantasy experts would go to New York, either meet at the um, Sirius XM station or they would go to really cool places. 2018, they had their draft in the Staten Island locker room of the, um, the locker room of the Staten Island AAA Yankees. And I guess they had their names on the, like their names on each, um, you know, dressing thing and, all, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And it, it was really, I, you know, and I'm listed on the rate on the Sirius XM radio. And I'm like, man, what a cool idea. God, I wish I could have sent the Hall of Fame. So by now I had met or at least met online uh, and talked frequently with Mike Clay. And I sent an email to Mike. I said, hey, Mike, what do you think about this idea? You know, we do this best of the best draft in the Hall of Fame, Gold Jacket Lounge. 
you know, get Sirius XM to come. It'll be really cool. And within five minutes, he responded, but he responded with a forward of another email that came from Brad Evans two days before me that said, we should do a best of best fantasy draft. And all we need is a really cool place to hold it. I gotcha. I know. <laughs> and wow. so needless to say, we, uh, uh, me, Mike and Brad, and then Andy Barons came in, we got involved and we kind of a little Twitter group and, I said, well, look, I'll put it together. You guys can make it. You know, if you guys are behind it, others will follow. And, you know, because if I just said, hey, why don't you guys all come? No, he's gonna come. Yeah. But Brad and Mike and Andy and Dave Rich, all those guys come. Now it's this is you're competing against. And so 2018 was our first Kings Classic draft. Um, huge event. We had uh, two 12 team leagues. We do both an auction and a snake draft in the same day. So that way nobody can say, well, I do better in auction leagues. I do better. Yeah, I love that. We had both. And SiriusXM came and, and broadcast live for six hours. And we were the number three trending hashtag on Twitter that day. Wow. I mean, hashtag Kings Classic was just on fire. And um, it was an amazing day. Everybody loved it. And so when 2019 came, I said, all right, you know, now it's time to add the Sunday event. And so I did a little expo. We had like 30 booths. Um, it's the booth sold out, but we only had like 75 attendees, but it was nice. And the guys loved it. And, and people who were there loved it and said, you, you know, let's continue this idea. And then of course COVID came and the world stopped. So we skipped 2020, 2021 comes and, you know, I see that, vaccinations are coming into play. looks like we should be okay by August. You know, it's kind of a gutsy call, but yeah. like, let's do this. Let's put it out there. And it just slowly grew. And I was thinking, okay, if I double this to 150, maybe 200. And next thing you know, it was like we're at 300, we're at 400. And then time comes where over 500 people show up. Wow. It blew me away. And, and it just went, Perfect. Everybody was great. Everybody got along. Um, and here we are now heading into 2022. We're going to have 50 booths. We only have like four left sold to, to sell. Um, we've got, we've added all kinds of different um, new panel discussions. So we now have an auction panel. We have DFS, we have betting, we have, you know, so we're really expanding it into something that regardless of what you play, there's no reason not to be there. Um, and so we're really excited about it. Um, then, of course, we added a, a Friday party to the Saturday party. Um, then everybody started, of course, throwing out ideas like we should have flag football thing. Or we should play cornhole and we should have this. And so, yeah, that's what we have now. So Friday night party, we have a cornhole tournament that we'll have registrations for starting uh, sometime this weekend. Uh, we're going to have a uh, mini flag football tournament on Saturday night's party because it's inside the brand new dome that they're practice field dome that they're building at the Hall of Fame. So we'll have a full length field to play on inside. Oh, wow. During the party. In addition to that, at Ooh, the other end of the field, dangerous. we're going to have a quarterback skills challenge <laughs> for charity. So if oh, you want to test we your might, arm and. We might get Andy Reid to show up. So. We are going to have all kinds of fun. Um, most of these things are not any extra money compared to what you paid just to go. Um, it's just you got to register and make sure you make it into the group. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm getting, I'm, I'm paying four actual official referees to referee the flag football tournament with flags, whistles and everything. So it's oh. going to be, you're, there's going to be no pass interference or, you know, Michael, sorry, you're not going to be able to like knock somebody out with a forearm. <laughs> man, have to keep it clean, man. We got, we got, we got, we got to keep healthy. Our wives will never let us go back. Everybody gets hurt. I'm worried about my hamstrings. That's what I'm. Yeah, worried yeah. About. No, that's what everybody said. I said, well, then stretch a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, so you know, that's you know, then the expo on Sunday, and it's just going to be a blast. Um, go to thefantasyfootballexpo.com. Best thing to do is just scroll down the homepage where it says "Learn More." It talks about everything that's going on over the weekend, and there's even extra stuff. As as you guys maybe know. There's a, uh, a poker tournament slash icebreaker Friday afternoon from one to four put on by footballguys.com. So it just keeps adding and keeps growing. Somebody said, well, will this will just become a whole week. Yeah, it probably could, but we'll, we won't let it get to that guy. can't do that. <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's a, that would be a long week. I, this sounds really fun. I, I would say, you know, over here at Destination Debbie, we've been talking about stuff like this. And um, now that I hear you have all this planned, I don't know if you happen to be interested or anyone talked about, you know, setting up a 40 yard dash, maybe a little laser or hand time. Cause we have some people here that really want to, you know, race and show that they still have the speed. So <clears throat> Ray Garvin and uh, All right, Ian, well, they're talking about racing. So I don't know. Well, if maybe what we can do is uh, so we're hoping to start the uh, flag football and the QB skills challenge about five o'clock, even though the party doesn't start till seven. So maybe after those two events are over and we have an open field, maybe we can uh, – I can see if we can get somebody with a clock. And, uh, oh, this would yeah. be perfect. This would be perfect. But, right. now, most of us, I'm not paying for anybody's medical bills, man. I, I was going to say most of us are a little worried, like Mike said, about the hamstrings and it probably won't participate. But for the ones that really want to get down and you know, there you go. Yeah. Feed, there yeah. you go. Listen, I'm thinking about the side bets. Yes. <laughs> when you buy the ticket, you click a box that says you signed this waiver that says you're not holding anybody responsible. Yep, that's a smart move. Yeah, but yeah, so that's what's going on. That's how we got to this point. And, um, you know, the village is being built at the Hall of Fame. I know Adam's pretty aware of it. I mean, in three to five years, they're going to have their own hotel. They're going to have a water park. They're going to have an amusement park. They're going to have, um, you know, like an indoor top golf, like uh, we call them um, simulators. Um, um, gambling will be official 2023. So they're going to have their own sports book. So three years from now, this thing is just we can have 5000 people. Doesn't yeah. matter. The blow up. The blow up is just starting. Yeah. And, and so we're just going to go along with the ride with the village. The village is really excited about this. Very behind it can't wait to continue this because in the past, the week after hall of fame, it was a ghost town. You know, it's just nothing going on. And now they're so excited to have something maybe not as big yet, but certainly very big that's coming to town and um, it just brings more people in and they're, you know, as a community, they're very happy about it. Mayor loves me now. So. That, that's awesome. I, I love the the start to finish how you set it up to like, I work in sales and I, you know, I, I call people all the time and, Mm-hmm. basically they put you off for years and years until eventually they listen to you. And then like you said, you get, a, get it going. And now, now it's like, it was their idea. You know, it was like, I, I, I was wanting to do this all along. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, I just kind of smile and, you know, and it, it's like I said, they're, they're finally getting it. And, and that's what it took, you know, that last year, um, you know, after, I guess the week after the expo, 
the uh, various locations, like the hotel, was presenting their numbers for the weekend in alcohol and food dollars. And, and I guess we got their attention. <laughs> Again, I, I, would, I would imagine so. Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody in that community now knows who I am, knows what the event's all about. And, uh, you know, now it's not a, oh, well, we'll worry about you when the Hall of Fame's over. It's okay. When, when, when do we need to meet? So. So Adam and I are going to be first timers, as well as a lot of people that listen to us and follow us in the community are going to be first timers. What kind of advice or like little tips would you give on things that you should definitely partake in when you're there? Things you don't want to miss, things to be aware of when you go to here. <laughs> um, train your liver ahead of time. That's really good. That's first we, important. We do that weekly. People. We Man do that weekly people. here. You know. Um, so if that's if you got that in check, which I'm, I'm assuming you guys do, um, you should be good. Um, no, it's just come get lots of rest before the weekend because, you know, like I said, we start Friday night. Well, like I said, if you come early enough, you come Thursday night, which a lot of people now are coming. You know, the the poker, which I think is sold out, is from one to four Friday. Um, but you you know, that, so that's that. But the party. Um, Saturday, 6, 6 to 10 is that party with the cornhole. Um, also during that event, which a lot of people kind of keep forgetting, but it's right on the website. Everybody who buys the VIP weekend package, so the $75 package, is eligible to win a $2,000 entry into the million-dollar FFPC tournament this year. Ooh. Yeah. Shit. So if you're there Friday night, we'll have all the names in a hopper. We're going to draw out 10. Put them on a hundred yard rush up on the big screen at Centennial Plaza, and then the winner of the run, the hundred yard rush, will receive the two thousand dollar entry. FFPC is donating. Um, you know, um, the great thing is you can come and you can you know buy your own drinks, buy your own food at the events, which is I did that for a reason because not everybody likes this, that, or the other. Figured buy what you like. Um, but, you know, it's part, you know, the wristband gets you in the place. We're going to have the whole place to ourselves. Um, I don't know. Adam, have you ever been down to Centennial Plaza yet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, super cool place. Um, as long as the weather cooperates, we, we hope and pray. Yeah. Um, but, you know, perfect place. I mean, we had the Saturday night party there last year, and it was just perfect. And we were sharing it last year. Um, so this year we have it all to ourselves. I rented the whole place out for ourselves. Oh, that's going to be um, awesome. Yeah, so they're going to have three or four different, uh, you know, little portable bars. They're going to have food set up that you can buy. Um, so, you know, that's going to be kind of the kickoff party. You know, a lot of people you've never met. So everybody will have a name tag. Um, if you want to put your uh, Twitter thing on it, a lot of people have done that. You know, just maybe put it in under your affiliation, even if you're, you know, if you don't want to put, you know, Destination Debbie, you can even put Destination Debbie dash, you know, Iowa, Mike, you know, or ATM 40 chess or whatever you want to put. Because a lot of people are known better by their Twitter but than they are. Yeah. Not everybody puts at Bob along like, you know, like a normal. <laughs> um, so a lot of people do that. And we, I, I ask people to make sure you always wear it so that we know who you are. Yeah. Uh, because that just makes it easier to walk up to someone. You're like, oh, I know you. Oh, yeah, I've seen you on um, so that's Friday night, you know, Saturday is the draft night outs. Uh, make sure you go to draftnightout.com If you haven't registered to get in one of those leagues, those are cool. They're only 30 bucks and they give away like 
you know, prizes like raffle off prizes during the drafts of like autographed jerseys, autographed footballs. They've got, you know, cool prizes at the end. If you win the league, um, really, a, really a fun time. And, um, so they're going to do that in the hotel ballroom that day. We'll be doing the Kings classic over the hall. Uh, and then, like I said, then they've the flag football quarterback skills start at five o'clock at the, at the dome, I call it. And, uh, then that's going to, then the party runs from seven to 11. And again, kind of the same thing, you know, food, drinks, um, you know, fun times will be in there throwing footballs around, having a good time. Um, running some 40 yard dashes because that should be fun when you've been drinking uh, you know all that kind of great stuff but again just a blast um and then the expo 10 to 4 on sunday you know you come you get your swag bags you get your t-shirts with your you know your 75 dollar package swag bag you'll have i mean last year we had over 300 dollars worth of coupons in them and that was last year's with only 35 vendors so this year it could be five hundred or a thousand dollars worth of coupons and swag and you know whatever stuff people put in it. So, um, and it's a nice little swag bag to have, you know, to use during the year for yourself. So, um, everybody loves the t-shirts. Uh, it's just a great time. Dynasty degenerates, if if you're not fired up, you know, twenty minutes into this podcast, I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you here. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they have a pulse if they're not excited. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. It's I, I keep looking at the calendar like it's gonna be August twelfth already, and it's I know. not. It's not. Uh, for me, I know I'm flying in. Hopefully, once I finalize my tickets, I already got the expo. Those tickets been purchased for a while, <laughs> for yeah, a long time. minute, <laughs> for a hot minute. But the uh, the airline tickets that's been a little bit sketchy. Yeah. As soon as we get that finalized, I'm trying to come in about Wednesday. So. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, let me know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try to. I don't know how to do it. Maybe we'll have to try to set up some kind of Twitter stuff or groups or something like, you know, who's coming in, you know, prior to Thursday, who's coming in Thursday, you know, yeah, um, I see that. I see the Scott fish asking who's flying into Cleveland under certain. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot of people are trying to share rides. I mean, yes. obviously with the price of gas and various stuff like that, Ubers are very expensive. Um, Maybe next year we'll see how this all goes. Maybe next year I'll try to see if I can work with a local transportation company. I just don't know how to do it well that it would be beneficial to both sides, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I feel bad that people have to fly in and then, you know, $100 each way for an Uber. You rent a car, you're going to spend 200 bucks too. And, you know, I, I don't know how to how to fix that other than let's hope this war ends and gas prices and go be a little bit normal again. But I don't know how that's gonna gonna happen before August. But but yeah, I'm excited. You know, like you said, um, people will usually work together and you know, hey, I'm coming in this time. Hey, I'll rent a car and we'll split it three ways. And you know, per, and, but there's always a lot of people that that drive in. So if you can get to the hotel, that's that kind of takes care because a lot of times. Well, first off, the Friday night party, you can literally walk down the street to the to place. Now, you guys are coming from Magnolia, so you have to drive. But, but yeah, anybody that's staying in the Doubletree can walk two blocks up the street, and they're at the Centennial Plaza. So that's We'll get one of our listeners or Patreons to show for us around. What, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll offer free T-shirts or something, you know. <laughs> that always works. We'll, we'll, we'll tell them we get, we'll uh, get them set up to meet Bob Long. 
There you go. I'll give I'll give monograph consistency guy. (laughs) There we go. They'll know exactly who you are with your name tag, and they'll just say Bob Lunk. So it'll be perfect. (laughs) Everybody's gonna look at mine and go, "Who the hell is the teardown king? (laughs) Who the hell is this guy? Who 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 is this big teardown king?" No, this is incredible. I'm I'm super excited for it. Speaking of um, you know, the fantasy football side, I. Bob, I, I want to get into your consistency guide. Yeah, um, let's do it. I have kind of thought a lot about this, especially on the best ball side. And man, I was thinking like I was, I thought of something cool. And I'm like, no, Bob Lung has a, a whole thing on this. He's been doing it for a long time. And man, six man, years like, for the book, but yeah. This, it, it's very in depth. And I've gone through some of it. So I, really, I would like to hear um, kind of how it evolved and, um, I, I love what you have done with this consistency guide. So oh, talk to everybody here about it. Yeah, I appreciate it. it, it it's always interesting when I get first time readers because they'll kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, I've always in my head thought about, you know, how some guys seem to do kind of have that up and down season and some seem to kind of just be steady. And but yeah, you finally like put it into, you know, black and white. I'm like, yeah, no, that's exactly how it came, it came to me. So um, I'll, I'll go back to, so I've been playing since 1985, which is before many of you folks out there. Have been playing. Yeah. You got me by one year. 88, sorry, 80, 88 one year. here. So yeah, you yeah, got 80, us, man. You um, got us. But anyway, so I, in 2002, uh, so the league we started in 85 because there was no internet, uh, was touchdown only. And so we still play that way today. It's after 36 years, but, um, in 2002, I had Sean Alexander as my running back, uh, wins the MVP, rushes for like 15, 16 touchdowns that year. Just, you know, phenomenal. Um, but my team goes seven and seven, and I missed the playoffs. And as a during the day, my job is I'm a CPA, I'm an accountant. So I like to crunch numbers. So I started looking at it. I'm like, you know, that one game on Monday night, he had five touchdowns in that game. And this game, he had three. This game, he had two. It's like three games out of those first 14. He scores two-thirds of his touchdowns. The other weeks, a lot of zeros. I said, man, if he would just been one touchdown every week for those 14 weeks, I would have won two more games. I would have made the playoffs, won the league. And so that just my brain started kicking in and you know, through Excel. And then my brother-in-law got in, it was into visual basics and database stuff and just all kind of ramped up to where we are today. And I came up with this consistency calculation and used it ever since. And, you know, wrote for various sites, big and small until about six years ago, I kind of said, you know, the only one that really gets this, you know, writing for big sites all were like, Oh, that's cute. We love the idea. Just, you know, stay in your little corner. Um, so I really <laughs> never could promote it much. So I just said, okay, I'm going to do my own website. And uh, I, every year was putting an article in uh, two to three magazines that are on the shelf, you know, um, Peter Crutzer's uh, Sh- uh, uh, fantasy football guide. And I was in a couple other ones and I always got like an article and some data that I would put in there about consistency. But I'd always ask him like, you know, Hey guys, you know, it'd be really cool if we could take this consistency information and put it into the profiles that you have in there as an added bonus that people wouldn't get. And they're all like, oh, we love the idea, but there's just no room. You know, it's just so much data st- stashed in those profiles now, just not a lot of room. And I, I think it was 2015, 
somebody mentioned like, you know, you can publish your own book on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I looked into it. And um, so 2016 was actually the first year I did Amazon. And uh, yeah, so I just wrote it, put it up there, you know, follow the rules, uploaded it, get a, got a cover made and um, digital cover. And I sold like, I don't know, 65 copies first year. I'm like, okay, that was kind of fun, you know. So 2017, put it out there. I think I sold maybe 150-ish. Um, and then 20, um, yeah, 2017, I knew that the Fantasy Sports Writers of America had a thing where you could submit your printed book, and they had a category for best printed fantasy football publication. So I thought, oh, I'll send it in see what happens. And that year I got nominated for one of the best books, wow. which caught me off guard. Um, and so then that just kind of skyrocketed my sales 2018, you know, got a thousand 2018. I submit the book again and I win for best publication. So I, I have my little trophy sitting right over there. Yeah. Um, and so I was, and, and it's just, since then it's really just been a very, uh, no pun intended, consistent seller of about 2,500 to 3,000 copies a year. And I put it out, you know, everybody's looking forward to it. I try to put it out May 1st, right after the draft's over, because I really don't talk much about rookies, because they haven't proved any consistency yet. And here we are, five straight years nominated for Best Publication, one at once. And, uh, you know, um, like you said, people like you who read it the first time go, oh, God, this makes so much sense. And they buy it every year then. So. It does. It does. Uh, for me and Adam, we like to take the, uh, the keep it simple, the, the dummy approach. I mean, mm -hmm. we're dummies at heart, so we like things explained to us like we're dummies. <laughs> but... Tell it to me like I'm 10. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I wrote. I mean, and, no, and honestly, I, I, that was very important to me that the, that the calculation was as simple as a percentage, zero to 100. If you're 100% consistent, you know that they're the best. No, you know, there's a lot of other consistency stuff out there. And I'm glad that at least people are trying to, you know, share their ideas about consistency. But there'll be like multiple categories and, you know, um, average and great and good and bad. And it's like I get confused and I even know what they're talking about. So I try to make it one simple number. I do have a few twists in there like X consistency. and. Yes this flex consistency that I added and, you know, just, just stuff to kind of fine tune it, you know, Hey, here's two guys that are 75% consistent, but this guy scored more points. So his X consistency is higher. So again, just kind of to separate. And then, like I said, the new one is the flex consistency. I love too, when I was reading through it, uh, you're, you're just talking about how it keeps evolving for you. You know, I get down to the part where I'm looking through super flex consistency, which is yeah. huge for Adam and I, I mean, yeah. I don't play in one QB leagues anymore. I don't. Right. <laughs> I have one home redraft league, you know, that's been going for 40 years at this point. And I remember back when I was a little kid getting the, helping my stepdad out and getting the numbers out of the, the sports page mm -hmm. and figuring out the point totals. But outside of that, everything I do now is, is dynasty leagues and they're all going to be super flex leagues. So you even have a rating <laughs> clutch rating for the super flex quarterbacks, which is massive. Yeah, and actually I have it for, multiple flex leagues. So yeah, yep. on the website, the articles haven't been posted yet, but I have one for the running backs, quarterback or running backs, 
wide receivers and tight ends, it goes out to three flex players. You can see how those guys have changed and who actually, if you're in a two or three or one or two, how a couple few, you know, some of these guys who may look boring on a, in a one, you know, one flex or no flex, but two flex league, man, all of a sudden they're, you know, they pop up from 40% to 75% consistency. Now they're worth something. And, and where this all came from is the King's classic that what I created, we do um, one quarterback. So we only do single quarterback. We do two running backs, three receivers, but then three more flex. And so that's why I created this for the three flexes. I wanted the information. So I knew who the better players were for Love three it. flex leagues. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, this could be useful for everyone. Hell let's do this. So there it is. So, if you could tell the people what the basis of the consistency guide goes off of, right? We, we say the term consistency, but mm-hmm. what put those into words because your first couple paragraphs in the guide, when you actually start breaking it down, how this came about was like, it, it was a, a sign from heaven for me because it was like, this is simple. This is easy to understand. And he's putting it in terms that I, I get, I get easily. So if you could tell the fine folks listening at home, what's the basis for you, how you factor if a player is consistent or not. So, you know, as most people would realize you don't want a guy, you know, if you get a player who is top 10 in scoring at the end of the year, You'd say, okay, well, obviously, he's a top 10 player, right? I mean, he's going to be very beneficial to my fantasy team. And he might be, but he might have gotten there inconsistently. And what that means is, is that if he scores 30 points one week, does five, seven the next two, then bops off another 30. And, you know, by the end of the year, there's 200 points in their 10th place. But if their consistency rating because they didn't go over like a factor for uh, a running back is about 11 points in a PPR. So if they didn't go over 11 points, they don't earn a clutch game, which is what leads to the consistency, more clutch games for games played that that's your percentage. So if they're 50% consistent, that means that only half of the games during the year were they worthwhile to you as a starter for in a typical 12 team league. And that's kind of the concept. Um, so it's top 12 quarterbacks, top 24 running backs, 36 receivers and 12 tight ends. Um, so if a quarterback or if a running back doesn't earn over 11 points, they probably didn't make the top 24 running backs of the week and therefore was not beneficial to your, to being in your starting lineup. It's I, know, I know for us, like, uh, people can, can relate to it. You know, the, you have those players. Like I think back to uh, a guy like Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines is a perfect one where, He's sitting on your bench and then goes for 30 points. And the mm-hmm. next week you put him in your lineup and he scores three points. Right. And then you're, you, the following week you have to roll the dice going like, if I put him back on my bench, are you going to score 30 <laughs> again? Or if I right. leave you in my lineup, are you going to score three? Right. So it, it is really cool to see that when you break it down for each one of those positions for those guys, you could be like, yeah. Of course, his point total was high, but he had a couple of boom weeks. Now, right? Yep. If you're in if you're in leagues that all you do the the rare ones, all they do is just count points and whoever scores the most points at the end. Of the yeah, game. then it, yeah, that, it's, yeah, it's also awesome. it's kind of like a best ball too. If you know the guys that are you know an inconsistent player who scores a lot of points is great for best ball, not great for week to week, head to head season. Yeah, 
Yeah, and um, in the leagues that Adam and I, when we talk about best ball, we're playing in head-to-head leagues, but with best ball lineups. So, oh, okay. So Naheem Hines may be on my bench. The good thing is I don't have to worry about starting him. He'll just pop in. Right, he'll pop in when he does have that big week, but, which is nice. Yeah, which is exactly. nice. But week to week, I want to be more consistent because week to week, I'm facing another team. Like my right. goal is to beat the guy across from me every single week. So right. if Naheem Hines has a three-point week and I don't have anything to backfill it with, I'm taking an L that week. I'm yeah, just right. flat out taking well, an L. You know, a lot of people also think, oh, well, this this system would be completely worthless in best ball leagues. And I disagree because when I go and do best ball leagues, which I play quite a few in, I actually will look at the guys who have low floors because those are the guys that might save me some weeks. Yeah. When my when my high ceiling guys take a dump that my, you know, uh, like a Leonard Fournette last year, you know, which you may have gotten late. I actually had him in a lot of leagues because I liked him. But, you know, he was he was there every week. You know, he had those 15 points a week. Um, so he was there kind of just to hold that floor up. Now, maybe, you know, the Aaron Jones or, you know, those kind of guys that you may have had or Damien Harris um, that might bust it off one week and got you 25 points. You know, Fournette's still there at 15. Maybe he's your number two guy for the week held you up. Maybe he didn't even get, you know, maybe you got two guys in the 20s. But if he's there every week at 15, those weeks might save you, especially if you're in an eliminator league or et cetera, a best ball league where that 15 points each week certainly may be very beneficial. It's good to have a, quite a few um, high floors, lower ceilings to offset your high-end guys to keep those points up instead of, you know, scoring 300 one week and then 150 the next. No, And that's, that is, uh, I think that's probably something I've been thinking about, but that this consistency guide showed me is something that I need to think maybe a little more about as far as how I'm constructing actually a roster that I want to contend with. We talk a lot about dynasty here and best mm-hmm. ball, right? And so from the best ball perspective, Bob, I think that what this has shown me is I still want a lot of these high, upside guys that I don't mm-hmm. have to rely on week in and week out. However, like especially somebody like uh, a guy that I think that this has shown me is worth a little more than maybe I want to give him credit for is Josh Jacobs. Because, right. and especially if that offense is going to be better this season mm-hmm. with, you know, Devontae Adams coming over, let's say Waller stays healthy, they score more points, he gets more red zone opportunities, and he's consistent. You Maybe you don't have the crazy upside with him, but if you're – if he is somebody that you can have as a steady horse in your lineup most weeks, like you mm-hmm. need, you need a combination of those steady guys, the steady Eddies to go along with your, you know, Will Fuller and the Naheem Hines types yeah. that have those huge pop weeks that maybe could blow you off the top. You know what else you'll find with the steady Eddies is their ADP will be much lower. Yes. Yes. People don't like steady Eddies. They like the, sh- the sh- shiny new toys the guys that can that had those big bust out games because that's what they remember, and they'll look at Josh Jacobs. And I bet you, I let me look and see if I can. So I was just running the ADP numbers just uh, last night. Let's see where he's at. Josh Jacobs, RB twenty two. His yeah. consistency last year was uh, what do we what do we have him at? Eighty seven percent. He was second overall. He was twelfth in total points. And yet this guy's RB22. Other than adding Devontae Adams, what changed? Yeah. 
and, and oh. even then, even then, adding Devonte Adams, like how can you? Say yeah, that? it doesn't add help. Have, now teams are going to have right. more scoring opportunities. More third downs are going to get converted. Yeah, the offense is going to be more efficient. Yeah, so <laughs> Man, sometimes it's, quite, it's crazy. Yeah, no, and some like I said, and sometimes you look at the numbers, like in these consistency numbers, especially, and you just go, "Why is somebody so down?" But you know, then I just smile and then you know draft those guys. Um, you know, three rounds, you know, at the seventh round or sixth round or whatever. Um, I bet he's going farther than RB22. That's just nowadays RDP, you know, because yeah. I've done some some mock drafts and some with some guys and I've seen some of these guys fall even farther than, you know, what I'm what I'm seeing in the in their printed ADPs. And I won't, I won't even sugarcoat it. We probably helped that ADP fall because I don't think until this episode we said a single good word about Josh Jacobs on 4D chess. So here, yeah. here's a, it's a prime example. Yeah, right, right. I, I have been a uh, Josh Jacobs. I will make fun of you if you tout Josh Jacobs in the past, and, and everyone that I made fun of, I apologize profusely. <laughs> it, right. I had to pull, I had to pull it up, man. We use a, a lot of Adiko's work on Twitter. He, he pulls sleeper API for dynasty leagues and filters out all mock drafts. So these are actually real dynasty leagues. Mm. And in super flex leagues, Josh Jacobs is RB 22 going at six ten, okay. the back end of the sixth round. Six ten. Think about that. You're six, getting 10. your yes. second RB in round six. So you decided you want to go, well, I don't call it R, R, zero RB, but late RBs, let's call it. Yeah. You know, you could get him, you could get Fournette, you can get Aaron Jones, you can get Barkley. I mean, you could ramp up three stud receivers, get a couple of those guys, you know, grab Stafford in round seven or eight, um, and just have a hell of a team. Yeah. His his problem is, is he's not sexy, right? He doesn't provide that pizzazz. He's just he's just the kind of he's he's slow. He doesn't do anything like spectacular. Right. What, right. What is he? What is he doing? He's out right. there scoring you above average fantasy points almost every single week. Right. He's, and here's another reason to draft him this year. He's playing for a contract. Yes. It may not be with yes. the Raiders, but he's playing for a contract. Another because, very good point, Bob. Very good point. So, you know, so is Barkley. So, is, you know, so Jacobs, Barkley. Um, I think Zeke might be playing this year for one, too. I think he might be almost done. So, you know, those are always ones to kind of keep in the back pocket, too, is – you know they may they may not be with the same team, but they're still playing for some money. So he he shows well for them. Either going to get paid there, he's going to get paid to go somewhere. But who knows? I I was absolutely enthralled with this consistency guide. I, I, I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I've read through it twice already, and, and usually when I'm sitting at work and supposed to be doing work, I'm like, oh, let me go look at this. Let me go look at this. <laughs> yeah, the it is PDF amazing. Kind of helps, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I can just totally, pull it up. Nobody totally. knows. I I do want to get a hard copy though. You know, just oh yeah, everything. no, yeah. The, the the cover art is so good on it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I, if you get a chance when you go to Amazon, I think you can look at the past copies. The guy is out of California. He started doing them for me five years ago. His name's Brian Mads. Does an amazing job every year. He comes up with the coolest covers, um, colors, scheme, the 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 flash, the coolness of the you know. And it's it's a player, but it's not a player. It's a stock player, but he just makes it look badass. And uh, yeah, hats off to him. He always does an amazing job on my cover. I love it. I love it. I, I want to stress to the listeners, 
especially I can speak from it. I'm going to try to apply it more to my lineup leagues in Dynasty, uh, especially those co- competing rosters. Rebuilders, different story, man. You're playing for the value game, the points. You actually want to get the points off. Maybe it'll help you being like, hey, this guy's really consistent. going to score me too many points, and I'll have a terrible draft pick next year. So maybe you use the guy in reverse. If you yeah. go for the really inconsistent ones who will hand you lots of L's. But yes. I can't stress to my best ball players out there, the, the people getting into it, how important this was and kind of how eye-opening it was even for me because like Adam was mentioning, these are all thoughts that I've had in my head for a while and to see it actually put on paper with a metric that's easy to understand and you can go through every player's profile that you have in this guide and see week by week and you can do some simple math like if I had one Jonathan Taylor versus a Josh Jacobs and insert the second guy, which is a trade that you can easily get done in all your dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be better off from the standpoint of one JT or two of these guys? And you you can look and you can go, man, this week I would have won. This week I would have won. This week I would have won. Well, if I had JT only this week, I would have lost. And go through your entire team. And it will be eye-opening. So having well, you on to do this, the expo part, I was super excited to do it. And then you sent the consistency guy. We're like, hey, hey, look at this. And then we can talk about this. And I'm like... All right, all right, we'll see what it is. And I go reading through it, Bob, and I can't put the fucking thing down. <laughs> I can't, I can't exactly. stop looking at it. Yeah, well, and, and, as you guys mentioned, so many people play in Superflex. Um, so I'll tell you about a trade I just made in my Superflex Dynasty lead a few weeks ago. Oh, um, this, I love this, Bob. I love yeah. this. So this guy um, was loaded at wide re- or at quarterback, and my only good quarterback was Josh Allen. My second quarterback was Wentz. This guy had Daniel Jones sitting there and, you know, and so I just kind of did the typical, Hey, uh, what's your thoughts on Daniel Jones? He's like, Oh, you know, I mean, he doesn't do anything for me. He's always going to ride my bench. Cause I think he had like Kyler Murray and, and Russell Wilson or something. And I'm like, so I got, I don't remember what I trade for a, a bag of rocks and, a, and maybe a bag of Skittles. Um, so basically didn't give up hardly anything. And the reason I went after him was the flex consistency Superflex showed that in a Superflex league, Jones last year, even though he was only 35% consistent overall in the big, in a one league, he was like 65 or 70% consistent in a Superflex. And that was before now he has Brian Dable. He's got Barkley healthy. You know, we've got a new kind of enthusiasm there. So yeah, I trade him for like, I don't know, a third round pick or something this year. Some, something, you know, nothing much in a Superflex. And a lot of people were like, you stole him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, he sucks. I just needed a backup. You know, <laughs> I wasn't going to tell him why I did it. Um, and so, you know, that, that that information gave me a reason to go. I, I, you know, if Jones can be that bad last year, but still be productive in a super flex like that. Think what how much better if he can be 75 or 80 percent consistent this year with an improved Coaching staff, you know, OC and Dable comes in like he did and does with like he did with Josh Allen. Not saying Daniel Jones is gonna be the next Josh Allen, but he just improves a little bit. He could be 80 to 85 percent, and boom, it's it paid off for me. So man, Bob, that is we call that getting down in the muck here. And not every single trade you're gonna make in Dynasty is gonna be this big sexy six right. players, all elite players. Oh my gosh, right. who won the deal? There's gonna be some of these deals, right? We do a dynasty trade show where this would be one 
where we talk about it's not as flashy, but Daniel Jones for a third and, and super flex is, is criminal. And maybe Daniel Jones doesn't do anything spectacular for you in the long run. But like you said, he's going to buy you super flex weeks. And for a mm-hmm. third round pick and and, and dynasty, there's no there's no risk there. So yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you got to go by. Um, and like you said, to your consistency point, if Brian Dable helps him evolve even slightly, right? If Barkley's mm-hmm. a little more healthy, if if the offense right. takes even a little step forward, that's all to your benefit. Yeah. The last the last part we'll touch on, then we will get you out of here, man. Um, you you hit it off when I'm reading the consistency. Guy. You open up with rookies and, <laughs> and rookies. And this is something Adam and I have talked about, and we learned the hard way. We, we learned the hard way. I wish I would have had the consistency guide a year earlier because I wouldn't have made so many damn mistakes. But tell the people out there, because you actually did the research on it, how much should you be relying on rookies? <laughs> well, as far as, as consistency says, goes. Yeah, oh, so as it says, uh, let me refer to page nine from the consistency guide. Um and the first line says, the one question I get every year is, why don't you include rookies in your consistency analysis? You know, and I and, and so I needed to have data because I couldn't just say, well, I just think they suck the first year and I don't want it. You know, so I'm like, I'm going to start putting numbers together. So I, I started, you know, and I when I wrote the book in 2016, I, I went back to 2000. So plain and simple, I went back. So the last 12 years and this is only quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends draft in the first four rounds. So, you know, Tom Brady, sixth round guy doesn't count. Of course, he was drafted yeah. way before that. So there's 428 of those players have been drafted over the last 12 years. Then I said to have a decent rookie season, you have to be over 60% consistent and play more than 10 games. Because we had some guys like DeAndre Swift, his first year was like four for five. Well, okay, yeah. only played five games. Um, <laughs> right. So... Of those 428, only 46 made it. That's 10%, let's just say 11%. So that means 89% of the rookies in their first year didn't make 60% consistency. And then I break it down by position. Obviously, running backs, wide receivers have the highest. They're 15 and 11%. Quarterbacks are 9.7. Tight ends, 4%. Like last year was the first time we've had a tight end be over 60% with Kyle Pitts since um, Evan Ingram in 2017. Yeah. So there's only been three. Jordan Reed was the only other one in 2013. So, you know, when Hawkinson came out and all these guys came out, everybody's like, oh, you got to get him. You got to get him. They're going to be awesome. They're going to be great. No. In fact, I think I put something, I don't know if it's still in this article, but we talk about um, Kelsey's first year. I think he was 0%. Gronk was like 40%. uh, You know, so the first year for tight ends is very, very difficult to be over 60%. So that's what it's there for. You know, people say, you don't like rookies. You think they stink. I didn't say they stink. The numbers say they stink. I'm just putting you the numbers. (laughs) so adam Adam can attest to it last year especially when we would draft teams even for like our contenders in dynasty right you usually want young guys but in dynasty building a contending team with the goal of like i need to win this this year or next year like i have a roster this is what i'm gonna do 
far too many teams. I was drafted rookies and just thinking, yeah, this will be my wide receiver too. This is going to be my RB too. This right. guy at quarterback, he's going to fill a super flex spot. I'll be fine. The reality is that didn't pay off for me. And I'm like, well, maybe we shouldn't put so much emphasis on rookies doing things year one. And then I pull up your consistency guide and I'm reading through it. And I'm like, he even has them listed out. This is rare as shit. <laughs> the thing yeah, because I wanted people because because the one thing I always try to also emphasize is, you know, the quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends who had first year success did not necessarily equivalent to future success. Yeah, yeah, there's some. You know, if you go through the running backs, you know, Barkley, Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, um, Kamara. But then for all of those, there's Eddie Lacy, Doug Martin, TJ Yeldon, Trent Richardson, uh, Giovanni Bernard. All those guys fell off the face of the earth. Stop, but wide receivers. It's a family show. We can't get that. <laughs> You're thinking of some gross ass names. But wide receivers, look at that list. Every single one of them have been successful. Now, granted, we can't say much. We don't know about Jalen Waddle and some of the newer yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. But Beckham, Thomas, Green, Chase, Jones, Allen, Metcalf, Kelvin Benjamin, maybe the only guy that really didn't go real far with his success. But the rest of that group all have maintained success for the last, you know, five to six years since they've been in the league um, most of the time. Yeah, I think so. I think on this note, um, Dynasty Degenerates, as you're tuning in, th this is a point I've made before, and I think it's a really good time to talk about this now again. Because um, right now, you know, Bob, we talk about, like, dynasty timing, right? Mm -hmm. And what tends to happen is right now when football is not being played, the rookies and the new, like you described, shiny toys, right? We're mm -hmm. all enamored with all these people. Yep. And it, it becomes such a forefront of our minds that I think, and the other thing is this, when the season finishes, right? A lot of times these rookies start slow, okay? So we're enamored with these 22 rookies. We're going to talk about them, and then they're going to come out of the box really slow. Midway through the season, maybe they start finding their footing and they finish really well. A lot of these rookies that are going to project to be good players down the road, they'll finish well. So mm -hmm. in our minds, we're leaving with, oh, you know, I, I inserted X rookie into my lineup down in the playoffs and it worked out well. And we talk about them all off season, And then we think come August that these rookies are going to be really ready to go week one, week two, week three, week four, when that's probably not the case. Okay. Go back to even Justin Jefferson, who's as good as it gets at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. He didn't start off week one ripping up everything now he had a great rookie season but it took him a few weeks to get going and some yeah. of these rookies take longer to get going so yeah when you're building a contender in dynasty i think what mike hit on what we've talked about fine-tuning our process and your consistency guide speaks to it is betting on rookies especially early in the season on contenders is a bad thing to do and if you right. don't have enough depth to fill it in with with actual consistent players or veterans Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if they're coming around for the playoffs because you ain't going to be there. <laughs> <Making it. laughs> right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I can't stress it enough about how much I enjoyed the guide. I know I'm sounding well, like a broken you. record, but but go out and get the fucking guide, people. <laughs> just guide. go to Amazon and just type in 2022 consistency. You don't even have to type in the word fantasy football. Just put the year and consistency. I guarantee it's the first thing that pops up. 
it, it's so good. I, I told you I needed I needed the paperback copy. So while while we're doing the podcast, I just ordered a paperback copy. I need it in my life. I love this. Well, I've been and, I've, and so if I may just to expand a little bit, don't just stop at the book. So the Big Guy Fantasy website yes. has tools there that you can go and put in your own scoring methods, your own league size, and it will recalculate the consistency model for your league. And we update it all during the season so you can follow the trends. There's also a tool there. If you look at the profiles where you see at the bottom of the profiles, they have the consistency versus defenses where you see how they do home versus away versus yeah, good defense, yeah. bad defense. Those There's an actual tool there called the historical consistency report that gives you that exact information for whatever player you want for as many years as you want. You want to go back one year, two years, three years. Um, you know, I put the dates so because obviously sometimes like Brady changed teams, so I'm only showing his two years in Tampa. But that will also help you when you set your lineups. Or if you're playing DFS, hey, you know, this week uh, Brady's playing at home against an average defense. Maybe the team is ranked 13th. Oh, he's only 33% consistent in those scenarios. Maybe I shouldn't do that, you know, but maybe he's playing at home on the road against an average defense. Look at that percentage, 100%, 23.5 versus 16.7. Those are the kind of things that, and again, this updates all during the season. So if you're going into a week and you want to look and go, huh, this week Brady's playing at you know home or on the road against a you know top ten defense, let's see what how he's done historically, and maybe I shouldn't put him in this week. Now, fifty-seven percent is okay. He's got a high you know fantasy points per game. You know you might still leave him in. You may not have a better option. Um, but you know these kind of numbers will really help people out during the year. And you get that on the big guy site. If you buy the book, it gives you a coupon code. You can get a subscription to the big guy site for the whole year for $10. Love it, man. Yeah. So, deals left and right. Yeah. So it's, it's there. I keep it very reasonably priced uh, so that everybody can enjoy it and love it and use it and have that edge in their league that other people aren't going to because they don't know about this. So what you do is you get the consistency guide, you get the, the membership to the big guy site for half off. Mm-hmm. So you're out somewhere around 25 bucks total. Right. You, you get a $50 dynasty startup best ball. You join that fucking thing. You use the guide. You use the knowledge that we're providing right. here. You win $500 and you're done. Yeah, yeah, you take $500. ROA is ridiculous. <laughs> That's a hell of a rate of, rate of return right there. I love it. It's good. Oh, All wow. right, Bob, we'll get you out of here. Any? Uh, can you tell the people, one, where to find all your information on Twitter. And I know you're not the biggest Twitter guy out there, but you, you reached out to me on Twitter. So you're obviously doing something. I actually love Twitter. I use a lot. I'm just not one of those post 15 times a day guys. (laughs) sir. Because there are so many that are, I mean, there's no reason for me to post that this guy just got cut. You're you're writing a book and you're putting on an expo for all of us degenerates. (laughs) And you have a full-time job. Like, come on. Yeah. And I have a full-time job. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm always out there. Um, if you follow me and DM me or I follow you, I usually follow everybody. I, I answer almost all my DMS, uh, on both the expo side and that. So Twitter is at Bob underscore lung, uh, also at the FF expo. If you want to follow the expo as well for all that information, uh, there's also at big guy FS too, but that's a lot of them. 
Um, but there's all of that. Um, like I said, Amazon.com is where you can get the guide. If you're if you're a Prime member, I think you can get the book in two days. So yeah, uh, mine's going to show up on the 11th. So okay, perfect. All right, perfect three for days. me. Yep. Or, ordered it tonight at 8.30 p.m. My there you time. go. It's yeah, coming so on you're getting it in three days. So you have it for the weekend. It'll be perfect. Um, be awesome. So definitely get that there. Like I said, if you like the book, if you enjoyed what you read, read then go then subscribe to the site. You'll get access to all the, the cool tools. Um, and uh, you can use those during the season. Um, use it for your draft. Um, then what's also what I do, too, is I update the guide and the tier draft list, which is the last little document at the end of the book. Um, it's an Excel file that is a one pager you can take to your draft. You don't need 10,000 pages. You don't even need to take the book. Just take that and follow along with that. It basically is my rankings with the consistency built into it. And I update that during the year. And if you're a subscriber, you just go in there and you can download the updated guide um, because obviously things are changing. You know, people are, yeah. Uh, getting hurt, um, you know, not as many trades, not a lot going on right now, but I am going through a full update of just ADPs and stuff, nothing drastically changing, but, um, but I always update that tier draft list. I think I updated it through yesterday. That's there. You can download that, um, put it in Excel, and then you can make your own tweaks to it. So um, I added a thing this year where I'm kind of highlighting some of my favorite players in the various tiers um, that I would usually be drafting um, just because some people are like, well, Bob, who do you like in, you know, tier wide receiver 2B? Okay, well, now you know because um, I'm highlighting them. Um, so that's all out there on the site as well. And you can always hit me up on Twitter, answer questions, give you more guidance on the thing, and definitely come out and say hi at the expo. Oh, the expo. I love it, man. I love this. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, we can't thank you enough for hopping on. It is so incredibly exciting to have you on here to talk about the expo. And then, like I said, the, the consistency guide was just an added bonus where I didn't give it much thought. And then I clicked it and it turned into a, a cocaine habit for me. <laughs> I'm sure my my boss at work hates it, but fuck him. He'll be he'll yeah. get over it. I got money to win. All right. You got, got you got you win. got a minute for a funny story for the guy this kid at work. Go for it, sir. So I usually when I so I'm a consultant, accountant, consultant guy. So I go to these various clients and I go in and, you know, just do my accounting job. And I usually don't talk about the fantasy stuff because I don't like people to think that I'm doing things behind the scenes. Anyway, so I just kind of keep it quiet. This young kid, he's about 28 years old. Him and I have been talking fantasies in like three or four leagues, but he doesn't know who I am at this point. Well, the other day he just said something that caught me off guard. He said something about, you know, these people that do all these dumbass analytics and fantasy football, it's such a worthless piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's just ranting about it. And I said, well, I mean, not all the analytics are worthless. I mean, he's like, well, name one. And I said, all right, let's talk about consistency. <laughs> and he goes, all right, what about it? I said, well, you know, when you draft players, do you look at the guys that you know, go up and down all year and they're top 10 in scoring, but like it's 30 points one week, five points. I mean, you understand that, right? He goes, well, yeah, but he goes, I mean, yeah, I guess that's important, but there isn't anybody that does anything like that in depth that I could read and learn about. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I don't even, you know, where do you even start? And I said, well, I go, you know, there's some guys out there that, to do this that you know 
he goes, well, I, I guess there probably is, but I, you know, I've never looked at it. To me, it's like, you know, I don't even know what, where to start. So I always keep some books in my car. So I just, you know, grabbed my car key. I walked out, didn't say anything, walked back in. And I just walked in. I just laid it down on his desk. And I walked over to my desk. The funny thing was he never even looked at the cover. He just saw that it was a fantasy magazine. And he says to me, and I quote, I can't believe you buy this garbage off of the off the newsstands. He goes, who buys fantasy magazines anymore? They're just worthless. And I walked back over and I pointed my name on the cover. And his face turned white. Oh, that's and so awesome. His jaw just dropped. And he goes, wait a minute. You wrote this book? And I said, yes. I've been writing it for five years. I go, it's one of the best publications by picked by the Fantasy Sports Writers of America. I said, look, I don't want you to read it now. I don't want you to look at it now. I want you to take it on tonight. I want you to tell me what you think about it. Read, read some pages. Just if you have questions, just come back tomorrow. That's all I'm going to ask. He comes back the next day, and I didn't say anything. About 20 minutes in, he goes, he just stands up, looks over at my desk, and he goes, I go, he goes, I read your book last night. I said, oh, yeah, how many pages did you get through? He said, well, I was only going to read a few, but I ended up reading half the book. <laughs> he goes, dude, this stuff is amazing. He goes, I never had thought about this. He goes, Where, how long have you had this out? I go, about six years. He goes, how have I never heard of it? I said, because I'm not on um, you know, ESPN, that's why. And he, he's like, and, and we've talked ever since. And he's kept it real quiet. Him and I just talk about it. And he just keeps going. That book is amazing. There's so much great information. Like I was looking at guys that I knew just weren't helping me last year. And guess what? They're really inconsistent. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but it's funny because when you, when people like that see it for the first time, it's always appreciative that they kind of get caught off guard. Like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. So I'm glad you guys it. liked it. I loved it, man. Thank you so Absolutely. much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't thank you enough. And thank you. Guys. I can't wait to I will meet you at the expo, man. Yeah, we'll definitely meet have a beer person. or two or five or ten, whatever together. Fifteen let, or let the, <laughs> let, you got to let the big bear get his paws on you, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he might hug me and break a rib or something. <laughs> man, awesome. uh, we, we we really appreciate you uh, you coming on and, and hanging out with us. Dynasty Degenerates, if you don't, if you're not loving what you're hearing now, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, this this guy for what for whatever it's worth. When I opened it and I saw 153 pages, I'm like, what What am I looking at? And then as you go through it, you start to realize it's incredible information. And it's also like none of it's going to fly over your head. Like it's all given out to you and laid out to you. It's very easy to digest and it's useful information. No matter the format you're playing in, best ball lineup, dynasty, redraft, Debbie, it doesn't matter. So um strongly suggest that. Bob, we really appreciate you coming on. And... um just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. That's going to do it. We're going to bounce out of here. Thanks for tapping in. Peace. Peace.